You are Locked On Browns, your daily podcast covering the Cleveland Browns, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, Guys and gals, as we roll on through, you'll get this one about Wednesday night for most of your Thursday morning on what will be the first day of some actual 2019 Cleveland Browns football. Uh, Stephen Thomas is going to be along for the ride here with Jeff Floyd, your local expert on all the biggest stories for your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. Support of Locked On Browns comes from the fine folks over at Manscaped, who is number one in men's below-the-belt grooming. You may have seen them on Shark Tank. Manscaping offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Get 20% off and free shipping with the promo code LOCKED, capital L, on, capital O, uh, at manscaped.com. And again, 20% off manscaped.com with the promo code LOCKED, on, capital L, capital O. Stephen Thomas, look, it, it, we were just mentioning this. The juices are going to really start to get flowing tomorrow. But it's been nice to this point to kind of get to see, you know, the fruits of John Dorsey's offseason and now two draft classes. And there's a lot of talent around here, Stephen. It kind of picked up out of nowhere real quick. Yeah, it's funny because I was just thinking about it the other day. I was like, this has been the least eventful Browns camp in I, I can't even remember how long. It's been... There's no huge arguments. We don't have the Josh Gordon situation. We're not squitter about which of the seven quarterbacks should be the starter. It's been just, you know, whenever my father takes a flight anywhere, you say, hey, Dad, how was your flight? He says, it went up, it went down. That's what this has been like. It's been just nice and boring. I mean, there's been no major injury. You know, guys dinged up here and there. But, you know, there's been really nothing to talk about except for, this guy's looked good. That guy's looked good. You know, this guy's not really where we want him yet. That's it. Just normal camp stuff. And I can't speak for you or anybody that's listening, but it's, I mean, it's great, but it's really been kind of weird. I'm, I'm used to a lot more action by August 7th, you know? Um, yeah, a little bit more action. Uh, the beginning of the disappointment, perhaps to already settle in those exactly. type of things. Um <laughs> Oh, I can't believe that lazy ass hasn't practiced yet. Right now, we're like, no, 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 that's fine. Oh, the whole D-line's out for the day? That's good. Yeah. That's good. You yeah, know. I think I think last year you had me on the second week of August, and we were talking about the third-round draft picks already, like in depth, you know, for yeah. for for nine months from now. But, Are they ready for yeah, 35 snaps? <laughs> exactly. It's, it's so strange. And even like you said, even though, like, I think the entire defensive line hasn't practiced in, what, three days or something like that. I, I don't know. I don't know for sure because I'm not there, but I, I don't think any of them are serious. Like if it was actually in season, I think they'd all be out there. You know, I think the only guys right now that, that are actually, you know, wouldn't be are the, the guys that are in the concussion protocol. Um, but I think, you know, I think all those guys would be out there right now. So it's it's weirdly calm. It's it's weirdly calm, which the Cleveland in me, the lifelong Cleveland in me, is starting to gird my lines and hold on to stuff because that usually is when you know the sky opens up and and the demogorgon and the upside down comes our way. Um, I do think one of the funniest things though, and and, and I've been getting this a bunch. Obviously, you know everybody wants to talk about the second and third string, the rookie linebackers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. Oh, we're not hearing enough about the starting defense. That might be good, guys. Uh, Maybe there's going to be an offense that's going to be able to drop 25 to 30 a week here without much of an issue. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and I think a lot of that, actually, I've I've seen that, and and every time I see it, I go, maybe I'm following different people because 
Uh, we're seeing, of course, we're seeing a lot of Odell highlights, and we're seeing you know Nick Chubb breaking big runs, and Dontrell Hilliard's having a great camp, and we're we're here, we're seeing all that stuff. But I'm also seeing a lot, a lot of tipped balls and picks, and this yep. would have been a sack and live action and everything like that. So it seems to me the defense is doing exactly what they're supposed to be doing. We are hearing a lot about them. It's just that you know when you have a guy like Odell and then Baker throwing to him, that's going to grab the highlights. And I think it's also because one of the spots that has been a pleasant surprise and and by far, I think, one of the two best spots in camp and a a bit unexpected is the bottom end of that wide receiver depth chart. They have, you could make an argument, they have as many as 10 rosterable wide receivers right now. You you could make an argument for up to 10 guys. When you think about where we were one year ago, not even three years ago, when Ray Farmer eviscerated the position, you know, I'm talking a year ago, thinking you had you could make a case to keep 10 guys on the 53 is, it's almost un- unthinkable. It's crazy how deep that chart is and that the fight for that sixth spot is going to be one of the more interesting things to watch over the next, you know, what is it, three weeks, however long it is. Um, Jalen Strong's making a case that I'm going to be honest, I didn't think he was going to make. I, I, I'm in the same boat with him as I was uh, last year with uh, with when they picked up Paraman that we were both in. I was like, yeah, whatever, okay, it's a body, whatever. Jalen Strong's having a hell of a camp. Whether he wants to be the sixth wide receiver or whether they put him there because that guy's going to have to play a lot of special teams and he's got the knee and that usually doesn't act up is a whole different story. But he's making a case to play, if not on this roster, somewhere else and. It, 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 it will he be the guy? I, you could give it to Sheehy. You could give it to you know I, whoever. I mean, it's 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 a great problem to have, and it's one of the two spots that I have been most pleased with. Even though, as we've been saying, it's just camp. They haven't lined up against anybody in a different colored jersey yet, so things could change. But it's been fun. Uh, and one of the things for me, and like you had talked about this last year, we were talking about it, and the one thing we were like, well, this wide receiver core could be really good. But you kind of need some insurance for Josh Gordon. We already know this. Mm-hmm. Uh, Corey Coleman kind of needs some insurance there. They drafted right. Antonio Callaway. Oh, wait, that's just another guy we need insurance for. Okay, we right. kind of know what Jarvis Landry can give us. And, you know, right. obviously of the three, Antonio Callaway actually, you know, turned out to be, you know, a, 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 I'd say for a fourth-round pick, it turned out <laughs> pretty much of a home-run pick. So oh, you're, yeah. you're happy with that. Um, this year with it, you know, I think we're – I think we're pretty solidified at five right now. I think Willie's has maybe separated himself to there. But we're talking about all these guys who have had nice camps. And, Stephen, the craziest thing is, is for them to make the roster, and me and Pete keep talking about it, it's not actually going to have anything to do with how they run a route, most likely, or how consistent they are with catching it. It's, well, can you cover a punt? Uh, right. Can you do outside contain on the kickoff team? And that—that right. that, I mean, you know—that's where maybe you worry about a Jalen Strong, who you know maybe as a guy who's been in the league, you know, technically not really been in the league for as long as he has. Well, wait a minute, I, I, you need me to play specials, and right. you know, you need that guy. And I always go with this reference of a guy like Darius Hayward Bay, first round pick, busted out, but they ended up st- he's still in the league ten years later. Why? Because he said, "You want to know? What? I'll, I'll just play whatever you need me to do." So you need right. to find who's going to, you know, because whoever that six wide receiver is going to be, his number's not going to get called very often by number six. 
Right. Yeah. And, and that's why now I'm starting. I mean, it's really early, but I'm, I'm starting to think maybe Ish Hyman is going to be that guy. I would like it to be our guy, Damian Ratley. We both really liked that pick last year and he's a, he's a good guy and he works hard, but he's in that can't make the club from the tub situation right now. And if, if it lingers much longer, he's, it's really going to start to, uh, to be a danger. But I like the, the point you're making is we have choices this year instead of, okay, well, let's start scouring the waiver wire for that sixth guy. And with a Jalen Strong with that situation, it brings up a whole nother situation, which you and I have talked about online a little bit. Maybe he's one of those guys that third or fourth week of camp that, you know, we're not going to keep him. So now you start looking around and you find somebody who has you know, something you need, you know, whether it's another interior defensive lineman or a swing tackle or whatever, you know, what have you. Like, say Seattle's got a guy they want to get rid of, and you go, you know, you call them up and you say, hey, we're both really low on the waiver wire. You need a wide receiver. We need this. We want to make a, a low-level swap. Because, you know, the half a dozen of those happen every year. And they, we're in a situation with a Jalen Strong or somebody like that where that's a possibility. I'm not saying that's going definitely going to happen, but it's something that it, it's one result that could play itself out, and that's a great position to be in. Well, I mean, one of the and one of those calls could be the New York Giants. Look, you've already done exactly. You've already had dinner with them essentially on a couple of deals, and if the Golden Tate decision and goes wrong, yeah, yeah, twice. And <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, if, if the Golden Tate, you know, uh, obviously, you know, uh, with him, you know, having the suspension, you know, right. hopefully looking for he's looking for a reduction is what he's looking for. Right. Um, but if it doesn't work out, and there is a case, Robert Mathis did this, and it didn't work out for him. He sat four weeks. Now it's, well, hey, uh, you know, Dalen Strong's a veteran. I mean, you, you know, obviously you love veterans because, you, you know, you kept you. And then right. it's, well, you know, well, what do you got inside? And, you know, can somebody, you know, you've got two good tackles. Your offensive line is finally now set. Who ain't making it at your seventh or right. eighth spot? So it's definitely a team that I, I would, uh, without a doubt, be looking uh, to call to play ball with, you know, on Jalen Strong if this continues to go as it goes. We're going to get to a few more things here, obviously, on the preseason uh, here with Stephen Thomas uh, Brown, uh, at Browns Mock Draft, obviously, Stephen, of the daily Browns Mock Draft fame and a lot of other good stuff. Uh, tonight, the episode is brought to you <laughs> by Five Star Painting, Five Star All Letters. A neighbor, uh, neighborly company, Five Star Painting, is looking for new owners to join their growing company. Could this be the perfect opportunity for you? Are you driven? Do you have the heartbeat of an entrepreneur? If you are interested in running your own business, text FIVE STAR, one word, all caps, to 87000 right now to learn more. With Five Star Painting, you'll be your own boss. You'll pick your own territory. Set your own hours and live a better quality of life running a business that you can be proud of. You'll have the best resources to help you scale your landscape business to meet your personal and professional goals. And you will go home every day with the satisfaction of helping your customers enhance and maintain the beauty of their homes. As a five-star painting owner, you will also be part of the greater neighborly community. Of, of home service brands. Neighborly has empowered more than 3,700 entrepreneurs to achieve their dreams and goals through local business ownership. No one knows the home service industry better than Neighborly. Every year, nearly 1 million customers are proudly served by one of Neighborly's 22 award-winning brands, some of which include Mosquito Joe, Molly Maid, 
Glass Doctor and Mr. Rooter. Whether you've been thinking about starting your own business or you're already running your own painting company, text 5STAR, again, all caps, one word, to 87,000 87, to learn more about how a 5-star painting franchise can help you get where you want to go faster than going it alone. Again, text 5STAR, no spaces, all caps, 7000 to learn more about the neighborly brands that may be available in the area. And we thank them for their sponsorship of Locked on Browns. Steven, uh, you know, I don't know what we're going to get to see tomorrow night. I mean, on one hand, I think you say there's just too much to risk. On the other hand, Freddie's ran, Freddie's run a pretty, pretty tough and competitive camp. And I think maybe he'd like to at least, if you're available, maybe get just something. But again, it's going to be a mystery. But either way, you know, guys are, you know, putting on the helmets tomorrow. First energy is going to be firing up those lights. It's going to be pretty exciting. I mean, uh, I'm I'm in the camp of. I mean, the Rams didn't play golf or most of their ones all at all last year, and they had a you know what you would call a relatively successful season, uh, and so I'm fine with that. However, I also do understand there are a lot of new pieces uh, on the offense, and I, I understand like a series. You know what I mean? Six or eight plays to get out there. It's like running wind sprints at the Y. Get out there. You know, I, I, I get that. I understand. But not a lot. It's not worth it. I'm looking more forward personally to the depth on the defensive line and the depth on the offensive line to see how that shakes out. And the defensive backfield, actually. I'm very interested at the back end of that defensive backfield. I want to see Donnie Lewis and uh, a couple of those other guys, Tavier Thomas, I want to see what he's up to. Uh, uh, Lindsey Pipkins, but uh, I see his name like every day in camp making a play. So I'm interested to see what those guys are up to. But um, seeing how it shakes out between Carl Davis and Deborah Lawrence and, and Equale and, and Chris Smith and that whole gang there over the next few ga- uh, games, that's what I am personally most interested in because Lawrence and Equale are making a lot of noise from what I have heard uh, in camp. Again, it's just camp. Who knows? But if they can step up and give you, you and I know you guys have hammered this. We've been talking about it since last year, but I'll say it again. We don't need them to be miles we don't need him to be sheldon we need him to be 20 snaps a game just enough you know that's all we need so that the the big guns can go rest and if they can step up and do that it really really reshapes what you can do on this defense because you know you get to december and miles and larry aren't running on fumes it's i'm very interested to see what those guys and there is a name that i left out of that because i will be Clark Griswold's head sewn to the carpet shocked if Chad Thomas ends up making this team. Um, so I, I'm really looking forward to seeing uh, those guys. And then the offensive line, uh, uh, the Drew Forbeses and the uh, uh, the, the Witzmans and, and the Cushes and those guys, I want to see that shake out too because that last spot or two of depth on the offensive line is going to be one of those decisions we, we alluded to earlier that's going to be pretty fascinating to watch as we you come down to the end of August this year. Obviously, and uh, I'm going to put Finney Anganafo in that mix as well. And sure, because yeah. this is also, you know, this is why you, uh, you know, obviously the with the offensive line coach you brought in, it's you know supposedly he's be able to take what you got and get a little more out of it. 
Right. It seems Greg Robinson, who's forever now, it's so funny that you talk about this guy from where he was to now, everybody considers him like one of the hardest working guys at his craft, and you get to pair him with this offensive line coach, and it's already seemed to uh, be able to you know reap some benefits, and obviously once you're lining up with Miles Garrett every day, uh, you know that's going to help him <laughs> as well. So it, 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 I'm definitely looking for that, and... Th- and for me, look, I mean, we all are in agreement that nobody wants anybody else to take a snap ever in a game that counts. But is there somebody that could maybe do something, could maybe, if, if God forbid we had to, you know, are we going to go with Drew Stanton? And some people, oh, well, he right. actually has a pretty good winning record. But when was it? Because it's been a really, really long time coming now. Um, right. Garrett Gilbert, obviously, you know, whether it's going to translate, found something. You know, obviously, in the AFL, I would just feel more comfortable that, God forbid, you know, all right, well, Baker's helmet's broken. He's got to go in and get his left hand x-rays. We'll just say left hand because you can put a glove on it. Well, who's going to go in for that next drive? And is it not going to end up third and 16 and Colquitt or the hammer punching, you know, punting it out from under their own goalpost? Yeah, absolutely. You need anything more than, like, maybe one game and – you're screwed. So you're really looking for somebody who can just come in and hold the fort. You could easily, I was sitting there because I know at some point uh, we're going to talk about uh, a very early version of the 53. And I was always messing with the, those last few spots. There's a couple scenarios where you could easily make a case to keep three. Um, and part of that is simply the mentor relationship. Baker really, really likes having Drew Stanton there to bounce stuff off. Maybe not so much to play, you know, but so you could make a case for that. But that's definitely something that we're going to be keeping an eye on. And, you know, God forbid one or both of those guys goes down with an injury here in the next couple of weeks. Then then what do you do? You know, um, but that's something that's definitely going to be interesting. I'm, I'm curious to see what actually I'm curious to see what Washington does with their quarterback situation tomorrow. Um, you know, obviously they invested a lot in Haskins. Colt McCoy, we learned, is not going to play. I I. I would want to see as much of Haskins as I could, but I would not even show him where his helmet is until the Browns decide Miles Garrett is no, is done for the day. <laughs> With their <laughs> offensive line situation, if Miles Garrett is in the stadium, I'm not letting uh, uh, Haskins have his helmet. But once he's off, then okay, let's get the kid in there and see what he can do because that's what it's for. I mean, you think back to last year when Baker was uh, obviously only getting reps with the twos and the threes. You can't take too much away from preseason, but one of the things you can do with a rookie, and especially a rookie quarterback, is you can very quickly see, are the lights too bright? Is the stage too big? And it was obvious from the jump last year that Baker was totally in his element. Do they have that with Dwayne Haskins? I don't know, but you can see it. You can see, is he is he calm? Is he freaking out? Is he? I, I would want to see that as quickly and as long as I could if I was Washington tomorrow, the instant Miles Garrett and Olivier Vernon are lo- no longer on the field. Um, and if, with Haskins and obviously you know and, and McLaren obviously coming back and you know a lot of people really liked what he could do. Uh, you know he went a little later. Uh, you know Kelvin uh, Harmon was a a draft favorite. He ended up mm-hmm. going later. They actually had a pretty good draft. Montez Sweat, I'll mm-hmm. argue with mm-hmm. Giant fans till sure the day did. I die. You should have taken that guy over Dexter Lawrence, but be that as it may. And you know, and and for Washington, you know, even if it goes well, uh, you, you know, I don't. You're not going to be better than Dallas. You're not going to be better than Philadelphia. But you know, did this draft? set some ground roads for you, you know? Right. And the other thing is, you know, Trent Williams, you know, 
maybe you know everybody says it's not a money ploy i'm sure money would probably make things a little easier in this scenario and it almost seems like the guy just seriously would like a freaking apology for them playing you know making decisions with his health uh for for games that did not matter for the washington redskins and his whole situation just might look prettier by sitting on his freaking couch tomorrow night yeah absolutely what do you want to do go in with all rusty and then line up against uh, Miles Garrett right off the bat? Or do you want to take another week off and eat some Cheetos? You know, I'm, I mean, I'm always going to go for the Cheetos, but I'm not, you know, Trent Williams. So yeah, I'm very curious to see what they do uh, because they are, I mean, you know, especially from an ownership standpoint, they're just a, an absolute circus. Um, it, it would have been, I'm, I'm actually in one re- regard, glad that Colt is not playing because so many people still, either still love him and think he's the guy or hate him and would boo him and it would just be just a stupid, you know, why? It's August, you know, who gives a crap? So I'm actually kind of glad that he's not going to be in there. I I did want to circle back. As far as the offensive line goes, I'm very interested to see if our man Drew Forbes uh, uh, gets a lot of snaps because we had spoken, I don't know, a couple months ago. There's just, I I can't see any way they sneak him onto the practice squad. Nope. So they need to find out what they have in him um, because with a guy from a school that small, you almost count on a redshirt year. I mean, look at Alex Kappa from last year, who we, you know, we both loved in the draft. Didn't play much as far as I recall last year, but apparently is killing it down in Tampa this year and will be this one of the starting guards for the Buccaneers this year. That's what you need from these small school guys. So he needs a redshirt year, but they're not going to be able, unless they go Belichick and find a way to sneak him onto the IR, IR for the year, they're not going to be able to do it. So that's one of your swing offensive line spots that's, in my opinion, already decided. So I'm very curious to see what they uh, what they do with him. I know they've been playing him all over, so I'm, I want to see where he gets snaps and how many and at what point in the game. Uh, yeah, so it's going to be fun tomorrow night. And obviously, you know, another name for Washington, Darius Geis. I mean, they're, I mean they've got a oh, bunch yeah. of potential young talent, and, you know, it's kind of just maybe, you know, Best case scenario, you get something similar to last year. I mean, I don't think you know Haskins is going to be where Baker was, but you get to where wow, all right. I think I think I think I like we like where we're going, and you know right. maybe it's time to move on from the head coach. Maybe we can draw on a couple free agents, bang out on a couple more draft picks, and hey, what do you know? We might be contenders as well. You know, closer to twenty twenty. Stephen Thomas right. along for the ride here tonight. Um, guys, I subscribe. Do me a favor, make sure you are dropping five stars, drop some written reviews, help me out with that. Always and appreciative, and thank you for guys for that. And it, it goes by so quickly, the entire preseason, Steve, obviously, you know, because we'll start on a Thursday, two Saturdays, following Thursday, bang, over with, and then Labor Day weekend, as opposed to what's gone on for the last five, six years. Uh, and I know we've made these jokes before. If we can get a right guard, if we can get a right guard, if we can get a starting weak side linebacker, and if we can find that strong safety, maybe something's going to happen. And and I keep telling that weekend's going to be so weird because whatever doesn't make it here, it's it's going to be on the discount rack for everybody else, and it's going to go quickly. But I am looking forward a little bit to next week, and it's going to be kind of interesting because, you know, Indy's a solid team, and they're most likely going yes. to be, you know, if everything goes right, they're going to be a playoff team as well. Like, if we think, for, obviously, everything goes right for Cleveland, 
and you got some players there, and and I'm almost a little nervous for some of our D linemen who may have to do some things against Qu- Quinton Nelson. I don't want to see those guys getting teabagged, but you know I think that's going to be an interesting week f- for no doubt. I mean that, that's you know Andrew, you know Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold, Andrew Luck. You know next three, four, five years, this could kind of be the AFC three. Yeah, the it's interesting because uh, and and so many of the previews uh, that I've seen and people you know even not just previewed but tweets and people told, the Colts seem to be s- sort of sliding under the radar if you can use that term. It's the Chiefs, it's the Patriots. Of course, the Browns are getting all the hype and and everything, and, and nobody seems to be. I don't and I don't know why. I don't know why anybody's not really taking them seriously. I think they have as good a chance as anybody, uh, you know, especially if Andrew Luck is Andrew Luck, you know, I mean, with that shoulder injury, you never know. I mean, he could slide back, who knows, but it, it, it's going to be a, a great test. Uh, and I know that I think Freddie said something either today or yesterday that he's, he's going to get, I can't remember, I'm going to paraphrase him. We'll, we'll find out more from those practices than we will against, you know, uh, Washington or some, whatever it was that he said. And I think that's, I think that's absolutely true. And I think that's where, what we were talking about a little bit earlier, that defensive line depth against their interior offensive line, their teabag crew that, that you brought up. That's where some of those guys are going to, are going to show out because uh, when you play against that level of competition, now we're going to find out who's really got the juice. Now we're going to find out which of you guys we think can really come in 10, 15, 20 snaps, whatever it happens to be, or you know, a week or two if our starter gets dinged or whatever, and can hold the line. Can you hold the line against one of those guys without becoming a teabag meme? And I think it's. Uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing that. I'm also looking forward to seeing, again, like I said before, our defensive backfield against T.Y. and and Andrew Luck and the, the whole schmear that they have uh, coming our way over there because we've got, obviously, our two starters are pretty much set in stone, but the back, you know, how the third, fourth, fifth, sixth guys, what order, where they go, which sub-packages, that still all remains to be seen, and there's a lot of different combinations that you could make a case for after 10 days of camp, and I'm really curious to see who separates themselves uh, when they go to Indy. Uh, yeah, and that's for me. That's going to be. I think that week's going to be a little bit more crucial than the week three, the quote unquote dress rehearsal. And you know, I think some of these preseason terms probably need to be changed or at least altered a little bit. You know, from where mm-hmm. they were ten years ago. Um, but yeah, it, indie for me, it, it's going to be the one. And you know, and obviously, you know, hopefully, you're going to maybe get a little taste of Odell that week. Maybe you don't get a taste of Odell at all. Um, but that's going to be a tough one because you know, to keep him in a bottle till Tennessee. Mm-hmm. You're a braver man than me because yeah, I know I'd be looking over there like, well, you know, maybe it's going to spoil if I leave it in there too long. Um, but yes, it, it's tough with that. Um, I think we're going to get a, a really, really large amount of Kareem Hunt and Dontrell Hilliard. Um, Kareem, I, I think you just want to, you know, because without knowing whether or not he's going to be able to stay around, you know, Kareem's a pretty thick dude. You, you know, you, you're going to have some concerns about, you know, how he's spending those two months by himself. A, number one, hopefully he's staying out of trouble. A, number two, are you staying in football shape? So that how that plays out. And then it's Hilliard. Look, uh, you know, it's not, you know, I mean, we're not joking anybody. Duke Johnson, at some point here, it, it, that, that, that marriage is going to end. Um, and Dontrell Hilliard, who seems to be keeping up and, you know, providing momentum, you know, is your number called? I mean, can you do more than receive? Um, you know, I, I, maybe you're not a special teams guy anymore. 
Um, can he jump into this opportunity? They think he can. I mean, the only thing left now is when the lights are on, go get it. And he's the one I'm really looking forward to. And, you know, so, and, but then, then it's just, you know, that six wide receiver spot. Can a Hyman do it? Uh, you know, Giuseppe is going to be in a tough spot. I mean, I don't know if, how much they're going to value return game. Um, you know, they have Odell if it's a crucial situation, who's a very good punt returner. Jarvis is a safe punt returner. He'll catch everything that's punted to him. So just some more storylines, but that's the joy of what August is about. Yeah, and as I'd like to bring up another name, uh, 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 the Dernis Johnson kid. Uh, yes. I've seen uh, some clips of him the last, uh, I don't know, week or so back returning kicks. Uh, and with the Kareem Hunt situation and the Duke situation, does that become a factor? Or, you know, are they, is, is he wiggling his way into a possible 53 spot by being valuable in the return game? I don't know. Um, it, it's going to be interesting to watch. I don't know. I, I keep, I'm going back and forth on the Duke situation because, you know, a, a, as soon as he brought in Sharkman as his, uh, uh, as his agent, we knew it was, the tone was going to change. Um, so is it, is, are they going to go full, uh, you know, I'm out of here before the season or, or are they going to play it out? You know, I don't, I, and I, every day I seem to go back and forth. I think as we sit here right now, as if the situation presents itself that they think they can get even close to fair market value, I think they're going to make the move just to be rid of the headache at this point because I think they're, I think they're getting sick of it, to be quite honest with it. And, and, and I think it's all agent-driven. I, I want to make that clear uh, because Duke seems like a guy. He's been unhappy with his role for three years, but he goes out there and does his job. He still goes out there and plays his ass off. So I think this is all agent-driven, to be perfectly honest. Um but, yeah, watching that six-wide receiver spot, watching um, with the two uh, tight ends that are currently out uh, in uh, concussion pro- protocol, what Carlson and, and Farrow do with their opportunity. Um, there's a lot of interesting things to do. And then, of course, like we said, you know, uh, what's Lamb going to do? What's Forbes going to do? What's Corbett going to do, if anything? Um, you know, it's, it's, we've got some really good things to watch, good problems to have, because most of these guys, things that we're talking about, watching who's going to step up. It's not the frontline guys. It's not, you know, we need somebody to step up or Baker's going to die on <laughs> September 8th. It's, you know, okay, what if something happens? Like you said, what if somebody tweaks an ankle? Who's going to step up? That's the, the battles that we're watching, and it's just an amazing position to be in when you think about where we were when you took this job, my friend. Yeah. That was one of one of the wiser decisions in my life because I saw everything two years in advance where this was headed. I knew Odell was coming, so I had to get myself slipped into the door and be ready for you know March twelfth of you know two thousand nineteen when it was all going to come to fruition. Let me know the Powerball numbers when you think of them, okay? Just I'll just cut you off a piece. Don't worry about it. We'll take care of you. All right, cool. We'll get you some East Coast gigs. We'll just you know we'll drop a nice big old fat tip. Um. The thing I think I, I think what it is right now with Duke Johnson is I think they realize they're not going to get the draft pick compensation they think they're going to get for Duke Johnson. Right. So for right now, it might be over the next 15 to 25 days, what do we think is the biggest positional need that right. Duke Johnson can bring us back? Yep. Um, do we really need... One more defensive tackle. All right, let's go f- see if we can find the guy and see if they c- w- would like Duke. And maybe there's a pick exchange, whatever. I think his value now is in getting at least a name. You know, somebody that they know, 
All right, you know, Danny Shelton, quote unquote, not really saying Danny Shelton, the Patriot, whatever. Right, but right, something right. like, give me a, a, a run stuffing D lineman. I don't want to waste these athletic D de-tackle, tackles I have and not have them available on third down. Give me somebody that'll go get his nose, nose dirty on first and 10. I, I think that's where this Duke situation is going to play out. Nobody's budging, and he's not getting that third round pick he thought he was getting. And, you know, look, the fifth round pick, those. Those literally mean nothing right now to the Cleveland Browns. Uh, you have a kicker who's probably not even going to make this roster that you spend a fifth-round pick on. So, you know, those guys, they're, you know, it's it's got to be the target for whatever player they feel is the need for whatever hole they have left. Yeah, watch like, uh, you know, and it's too early. About another week or so, I'll start, um, you know I love to do this mm-hmm. mid-August every year, start uh, trolling the local beat reporters around the league for their roster bubble uh, articles because it's fun to watch. But, you know, right now, just guys, maybe you look at Dallas and a Daniel Wise or a Cortez Broughton in, 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 uh, uh, with the Chargers or somebody like that that might they're trying to sneak them onto the practice squad. And that would be something that you would – you know, the type of swap that you're talking about, that's the kind of player you're going to get. You're not going to get a star. I know there's Browns fans out there that think we're going to get a second-round pick and a star for Duke Johnson. <laughs> it's just it's just not going to happen. And I like Duke. I, I'm not saying, you know, anything against him. That's just the reality, the economic reality of the situation. If you're making a, for all intents and purposes, end-of-the-roster trade, you're going to get an end-of-the-roster guy back. Now, can those guys turn into something? Of course they can. Can they fill a need? Yes. And so if you can get, like you said, an interior defensive lineman, or maybe they find a guard somewhere that somebody's not going to take that they like, you know, something like that, then sure, make the swap. But yeah, a, a fifth-round pick, a seventh-round pick, it's not worth it at that point to me. Um, but I think that in their situation, they're going to be able to find a... A, a partner. I think it's going to work out. I think they're going to get something that fills a need, like you said. Yeah, and so, I mean, right now, that's their best asset. I mean, you're not going to go pedaling around your first-round pick right now. It's probably their best asset to get in whatever they feel is going to be the final piece of this puzzle. Right. We're going to put a bow on this here, guys, but the good news is it's actually going to hopefully be a two-parter here if weather per, uh, cooperates here in New Jersey. Uh, obviously, you guys all know Stephen Thomas. Um Catch him on a nearest cruise ship if you guys are headed out. But as always, uh, you, know, you can check out uh, at Browns Mock Draft, uh, the Daily Browns Mock Draft, where Stephen you know, has a lot of fun, but it's also a way for everybody to start to learn about some of these names and these players. And, it, look, it's just a hobby. And, you know, once you're a draft person, and it, it, like even Stephen said, I just got so tired of it. You know, all right, well, let's look to the next potential saviors. And once you're in it, you're in it, and you just you just enjoy the draft process. And obviously for Steve and I, they're always great conversations when we get together. Um, so make sure you're following Steve. Uh, the Locked on Brown's Twitter account, all lower cases. You guys know it's follow back account. DMs are open over there, as dangerous as it is at times. But anything you guys want to get to me, funnel through there. Uh, me personally, at Jeff underscore L, uh, underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Go ahead, throw a follow over there. Appreciate everybody for coming along for this ride. I uh, got a bunch going on here as we're actually going to start getting to some games that will somewhat matter more than a scrimmage. So we'll you know kick it off with Washington tomorrow night. But enjoy it, everybody. Uh, With that, that has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound, LGB on the LOB. Let's go Browns.